how you doing? <laughs> if you can hear, if you can see, I am doing very well. I'm popping. Um, it's lit. Whew, I got a lot of energy today, so I'm going to try not to talk fast. Um, But if I do, just bear with me, child. So, who am I? I am Nicole Hills. <laughs> I'm like a child. I have such childlike energy in myself today. I'm also a Leo, so like the, I'm just a big child in general, but it's like extra childish today. But it's ultimately because... If y'all have been like keeping track, you know, the last few episodes, I've been talking about the phone response. I've been talking about anger, you know, and I've been reconnecting with my own anger and it's been glorious and it's been lit and it's been great. And like I literally said in my other episode, it's allowed me to reconnect with my courage, reconnect with my drive, and reconnect with my strength, you know, with my courageousness, with the puffing of my chest, you know, and I've had so much energy today. I had to like literally dance it out I had to, that's why y'all hear me. I'm so out of breath, but yet still so full of energy because first of all, I was dancing the homecoming, you know, Beyonce Coachella performance that always gets me hype. And it just really resonated with like the way I was feeling like her power in that, you know, then I ate cause I ain't eat all day. It was like 1 PM. And then I was like, yo, like, I'm still feeling so rambunctious. Whew. So I had to, like, run up and down the stairs of my house, like, two stories, like, three, four times, actually. Whew. So anyways, who am I? I'm Nicole Heels, um, podcaster, out of breath person, very energetic person. And I'm a healer, divine spiritual healer. And I mainly channel my work of healing into inner child healing. I do that because the inner child is so important. You know, childhood is so important. It's fueled, excuse me, not fueled. It's riddled with like our triggers and trauma, but also who we actually really are. And so we got to get through the pain. We got to get through the triggers of our childhood to discover who we are again because a lot of us may not know we may just be living as someone that other people like a lot you know we may just be living as someone we've learned to adapt to in order to keep our parents happy you know the person that we are now they may have been concocted out of fear as to not anger our parents and our caretakers and the person or the people that were in charge of us because anger may have their anger and woo, you know what that this is a really this is going to be such a good segue because this is also how we see other people deal with their anger may also be a way that we've learned to disconnect from our own anger who she <laughs> 
but yeah observing that our that person's anger you know that had a hand in raising us or had a hand in our childhood a big hand in our childhood a big significance in our childhood it may have meant their anger may have meant disconnection you know and like humans are social creatures we want to connect with each other we need to in order to have a good mental health and that's just proven by how children are so willing to change themselves and who they authentically are just to not get disconnected from yeah and so moving along their anger may have meant disconnection it may have meant rejection it may have meant that whenever they were angry they withheld love and they withheld care and compassion from you and so we've learned in order to receive those things that we need we may have learned to become a whole nother person other than who we are and we, we may have forgotten that little person <laughs> that we were and it's in that little person that holds our authentic self and we got to connect to that little person and well that's why i focus on inner child healing but also in order to connect with that little person what do we got to do y'all connect to that anger so who in connecting to our anger <laughs> Before we get into that, let's get into, first of all, I hope y'all are doing well. If you're listening to this podcast in order and I unearthed, you know, a lot of anger in you in the last few episodes. Number one, I'm glad you're back. Hello. Welcome back. (laughs) Let me and my energy be a testament to the fact that this is not all in vain, you know, to the fact that this is this needs to happen for a reason we need to be angry for a reason you know we need to be triggered for a reason and I'm sorry I had to be the person to trigger you or unearth certain things but I hope no I know that you're handling it well so I'm happy you're back (laughs) I'm happy that you're here ways to compensate you know your girl because this um podcast you know it's my love it's my life but it's still it's a labor of love but it's still you know labor even though labor that I love (laughs) I know all earth signs could attest to that but you know in that same breath I know that I deserve to be compensated for this work because it's really good work and it helps people. And putting that energy out feels so good for me. And it feels even better to receive it back in the form of compensation. So cash app dollar sign N-I-C-C-C-1. My Venmo is the same. You can also subscribe to my Patreon where you can um, contribute $4.44 a month to me in general as a creator. But also, you get some additional treats because my writing is there. Before, I've ever been a talker. I've always been a writer. Before that, I was a reader. Shout out to all my bookworms out there. (laughs) But, um, yeah... 
follow my Patreon for additional treats and sweet healings <laughs> that can really help you along your journey. Um, I have a writing on there that is about not dissociating from your pain and your anger by wearing your pain as a badge of honor and how that is a distraction that our ego, you know, traps us with simply because dealing with pain is hard. So if that intrigues you, head over to my Patreon where you can read it when you subscribe. Lit. Um, another way to compensate me that, you know, I think is meaningful compensation, definitely, is by following my socials, giving me a like, giving me a comment, you know, sending me a DM about any content that has um, resonated with you, sharing it to your feed, you know, sharing it to your story, sharing it to your group chats, you know, saying sharing it to your best friend to your spiritual friend, you know, you and another person may be going through the spiritual journey together. Shout out to those friends because they really, like, they just get it. (laughs) You know, you don't have to over-explain certain things to them. You don't have to worry about sounding crazy because they just get it. And I know we have all that. We all have those types of friends. So maybe you should text them right now and just say, you know what, girl, I, or, you know, person, I appreciate you, child. I be using girl... (laughs) gender neutrally but <laughs> hit them up and be like yo I, I really appreciate you 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 really helping me on this journey and I just want to say I appreciate you but also listen to this podcast episode by you know this my favorite podcaster at the moment but of all time as well you feels me <laughs> so without further ado let's get into the episode so since I've been talking about anger and in the last episode I told y'all multiple reasons why you should be angry. I felt the need, you know, to get into healthy ways to reconnect with your anger. You know, because I didn't want to just leave y'all off with that. And then y'all just start, you know, going around like the Tasmanian devil and wreaking havoc everywhere. If you already did that, it's whatever, you know, let me know how it felt. Did it, did it feel good? (laughs) DM me somewhere and be like, yo, I reconnected with my anger. I told a few people off and it felt amazing. Shout out to you for doing that. You know, there, I don't like to think of things as mistakes. You know, there's no mistakes in this healing journey. There's just redirections. And so allow this episode to be able to give you some options as a way to redirect yourself from falling into the same patterns, falling into um, patterns that don't serve, you know, your highest good ultimately. I, well, my first, my first tip is clearing the mind. You know, I feel like clearing the mind is beneficial. Like, yes, if you want to go and meditate, that's fine. But Personally, I'm talking about clearing the mind of societal clutter, you know, a specific kind of clutter. And so like, yeah, if you want to go and meditate, you know, when I have hard feelings to confront and flesh out, I go and take a walk 
you know, because walking is meditative to me, like any New Yorker. <laughs> you know, we will walk blocks to clear our minds, y'all. We will walk to a whole nother borough. Ultimately, do what you feel like is necessary for you to open your mind to your anger. You know, that's important. And it's a step that I include in the process to reconnecting with your anger. But right now, I mainly mean opening your mind to the complicated world of emotions, you know, where things are black, white, and every color in between, you know, where things are so simple yet also complicated because feelings are more complex than we give them credit for and then we're really socialized to know, you know, yet simple in the things that we need to do in order to connect with them. And that, like, we have it flipped. We think emotions are so simple, so we go, but we go about them in such a complicated way. Get down and feel them and reconnect with them. That can be simple, but it's just challenging, and that's why we think it's so complex. But, yeah, due to childhood trauma and societal views of emotions and being emotional and sensitive and what that means and what it means to show emotion, we all have a lot of shame to unpack around emotions in general, you know? But further, we personally have things that we need to unpack about emotions that are specific to us and our pasts. Some people have no problem crying. You know, whereas others need to be taught how to properly cry, you know, how to just let it out. A lot of us only know how to cry in a stifled way, in a way where we first, our first instinct is to hold back, you know, where we are first resisting and fighting ourselves not to cry and to stop crying as we're crying (laughs) and before we even cry you know many of us don't feel safe to cry and our bodies don't feel safe letting our tears out and feeling our feelings so emotional sessions number one may come far and few for us and may be physically painful to our bodies, you know, painful to our neck, that ball in the front of our throats that forms. That's painful. But also the sides connecting to the shoulders and our shoulders and connected to our upper back may hunch and clench, you know, our hips. Because we're so used to trying to squeeze our emotions and squeeze our tears in but also possibly just squeeze them out because we know we have to cry. So we're just like, okay, let's just get this over with. So there's a bunch more examples, you know, but that can just be used as the premise of this relationship a majority of us have with emotions, you know? This is our first introduction to emotions that we keep. And because we keep it like that, because it's familiar like that, we think it's right. We think it's normal and it's really not, you know? 
Who? That's why a lot of us are little kids walking in adult bodies because emotionally we are stifled and we are not emotionally developed. And so when we get emotional, we think, oh, emotions are erratic. You know, we we downplay emotions so much and we upplay logic. But that's because a lot of us, a majority of us are, I have this image of like a slash, you know, where our logical brain is um, adult, but slash, we're disconnected from our emotions because our emotions are not adult-like. They are childlike because our emotional development was stunted. And so when we get emotional, we go into this childlike state. It comes out childlike. And from that, we think our emotions make us immature. We think our emotions are frilly and erratic and not to be trusted, you know? And then furthermore, if you want to get deep into it, you know, societally, that's why our emotions not not, not only are associated with like immaturity and like children, you know, not able to be trusted, not something you can rely on, you know, like a little toddler. But also that's why emotions are mainly um, associated with women. And that's how women are infantilized and made to seem inferior to men who are quote unquote more logical and so they're more dependable and so they're more um you know fact fact driven but emotions aren't and so women and children are more irrational than men you know that type of idea stay woke child don't don't listen to these people don't listen to to society society has a lot society has a lot of agendas that it wants to push and so unfortunately we grow up with these ideas and we grow up literally as women thinking that we are inferior because we're more emotional because emotions are quote-unquote immature And as a result of that, we all try to process emotions with our logical brain. And that is how we get things complicated because the brain makes emotions complicated. Trying to feel your emotions with your brain, trying to feel your emotions by thinking does not work. You have to feel it. And in feeling that is when you gain all of the wisdom. That's how your body influences your mind. You know, that's how you create a relationship with your body and your body allows you the wisdom that it's been holding, that the wisdom that comes with emotions, (laughs) period. So let me get back to my script because that was a whole tangent, but a majority of us have this relationship with our emotions and being emotional and crying because we're all socialized, like I just said, to see emotions as weakness, crying as weakness. And our families, our families do a great service 
and driving that notion when they tell us big boys or big girls don't cry to stop crying because it's weak or giving that that notion you know to stop our crocodile tears but also we may feel weak when crying because when we cry as children our parents used to downplay it you know and say stuff like i'll give you something to cry about that phrase tells us that our emotions don't matter right now and if you've been told it over and over again that just tells you your emotions don't matter but ultimately it also tells you in a in a whole way in an all-encompassing way that your emotions are something to be judged by an and approved or denied by another person you know we feel weak and not in control of our emotions because of it and because they downright ignore us when we're emotional and so we felt weakened in this emotional state so much so that we associate weakness with it due to the rejection that we felt and the withholding of love and connection that happened and so we associate all of that negativity with crying and then further with our emotions so and honestly y'all I think I'm going to stay, like, I know I'm on a roll. I'm going to stay on a roll for this whole episode. I'm not going to pause very much because I just have so much energy. Feel free, please, to pause when you need to, you know? Take a sip of water when you need to. Because, child, if you just stay with me, you might <laughs> you might end up on a roller coaster. And if you want to be on a roller coaster, period, you know, join me. If you're not... Pause it a few times, take a sip of tea, you know. But I'm a, I, me, I'm gonna stay on a roll. So, <laughs> um, given that, given that we have this very harmful relationship with emotions from jump, from jump, we tend, like I said before, to complicate the simple things. And so, first step. In my opinion, before you go and take that walk, before you go and meditate, is to try and forget what you quote unquote know about emotions. Because like from what I said, it's evident that we don't know much about emotions. All we know is that they hurt. (laughs) All we know is that they can hurt a lot. But all we know ultimately is all these negative things and they don't help you when it's time to be emotional. They don't help you in the long run. They don't help you in your emotional sessions because you'll just end up judging yourself and shaming yourself. And then nothing gets done because now you're distracted. Now you're embarrassed. You know, so forget what you know. Forget what society has taught you. You know, whenever a judging thought filled with shame comes, try and tell yourself that it isn't real. And it isn't true because it usually is not. It isn't true that crying is weakness. It is not true that emotions are weak in general. And it isn't true that there is a statute of limitation on the time 
you're allowed to feel emotions about a certain situation. Come on, somebody. Let me say that again. There is not, it is not true that there is a statute of limitation on a time that you're allowed to feel emotions about a certain situation. When you play with that and allow that to be the grease fighter, the scrubbing bubbles that penetrate. Yes, I was just looking up new products to clean my bathroom with. <laughs> and at the at the store, picking out the products. Can you tell? But ultimately, once you allow that to disrupt to break up the grime of harm that comes from society that that then that I tried to say both words at the same time then that is where you can get into the nitty gritty details and realize that there is no such thing as an irrational emotion yep yep Like, yeah, we judge others because they seemingly, like, blow up and take a harsh turn with something that they have convinced themselves that we've done to them. So I understand being like, yo, like, you're acting irrationally. Your emotions are irrational in that sense because it's like, whoa, you just came out of nowhere. And that was never, I didn't even mean it like that. That was never my intention. You took it there. So, like, that's understandable. But the thing about emotions, which is something that's so simple, but we make it complicated when we compare it to logic and fact and validity and truth. Emotions do not have to be true. But that doesn't mean that they're immature. You know, when going into an emotional session, It's important to not let the mind distract you, which it will do if you try to think your emotions away and trap you into a validity contest between you and the other party and who is right and who is wrong. That doesn't matter. And quite frankly, it just opens you up to invalidate yourself. It just opens you up to do the same thing that your parent, that your caretaker, that whoever was in charge of you to do what they did to you. (laughs) I got so in the moment. (laughs) But yeah, ultimately, that's what you end up doing. And that's not fair to you. So no, emotions... That's how we make emotions complicated because they're not about validity. You don't need, you shouldn't need your emotion or something to be true about your emotion in order to to feel, what is the word? To feel deserving of feeling it, you know? Because we don't always know why we get triggered by things. You know, and so if we start going by, oh, this anger is irrational, you could say like, okay, obviously like what happened and like how I'm feeling, I'm seeing and sensing that it doesn't really match up. 
And so before I react, I'm just going to feel it. And in feeling it, that is where your body can tell you what's really going on. What's behind the emotion, the event that's behind the emotion. Because that's the thing. Our emotions are is just filled up with energy. So trying to essentially, number one, make sense of them in the moment doesn't, it, it's actually harmful. But also, but it's something that we try to do in order to control our emotions. But also, trying to, to, make them into fact is how we make them complicated and so what matters is the feeling you can make sense and determine quote unquote rationalities later But when it's feeling time, all you need to do is give, is feel and give yourself permission to feel every single little irrational detail that there is. That's how you get under an emotion. That's how you open up the floodgates. And having the mindset that when it comes to emotions, there is no right or wrong. No valid or invalid. I'm supposed to feel this and not supposed to feel that. This is what I should be feeling. This is what I should not be feeling. I could feel like this. Let me try to get to this and bypass what I'm actually feeling to get over here. You're allowing yourself when you don't do any of that. You're allowing your true emotions, your true emotional self, what's actually happening to you in the moment, raw. <laughs> you're, uh, you're letting that authenticity and that authentic part of you that has been shunned for so long, you're welcoming them in again and back into your life again and back in you again. And letting them know that their presence is valid. Which, as you can see, as I said before, we did not get as children. And so it's about the presence of the emotion. If the emotion is present, then it's automatically valid. In a sense that you're allowed to feel it and let it through simply because it's there. And further, because it's yours. We don't deserve to have our emotions denied again. So ditch the right and wrong and focus on feeling the anger. And I felt the need to really flesh that out and drive that point because anger is just the sister of crying, you know, of sadness. And in both anger and sadness, both anger and crying, they both tend to be tumultuous events. You know, some of us on, you know, deeper on the spectrum than others. But even so, it's still tumultuous to people in a society that are taught to dissociate from from emotions in general, but also hard feelings, especially anger. 
You know, like I, I picture someone by themselves on a rowboat in this vast sea while a storm starts brewing and the waves start picking up because that's how we've been taught. That's how we felt. Not been taught. That's how we felt when it came to being emotional. We felt alone. We felt alone in this unfamiliar place that never got familiar again. Or never got familiar in general. It used to be familiar to us when we were babies and we communicated with our emotions. Oh my God, this episode, it may be long. It may be a long one, y'all, and I'm not cutting it up. It's just going to be long because it's so important and it's whatever. So (laughs) we feel alone and small compared to our emotions. We feel like there's something outside of ourselves that's so uncontrollable because we've been made to fear them. And while we've been emotional and not really understanding of what's happening to us, because as children, we go, the things we go through, like people tell, say that children are dramatic um, and like wild out. But you know why they wild out? When it comes to being emotional, because they're going through that specific thing for the very first time. <laughs> they don't have the experience under their belt of being able to know that, okay, it's not life or death. <laughs> you know, children don't have much experience at life, so it may feel very life or death for them. And so when it comes to feeling that strongly, that deeply, and having fear with our emotions already, it can feel like whenever we're emotional, we're at this vast sea because we've never developed past that. Who child. So anger and sadness and crying, you know, they're both heavy and big emotions. And I believe we feel the most alone with these emotions because of what I just said. We were left alone and abandoned and rejected as well. The most in these emotions, they're the most negative as told by society. Yet anger is the most people try to dissociate from because of how uncontrollable it can get. Because if we have not been taught how to deal with our basic emotions, how are we going to deal with something like anger? You know? Think about it. And so society, a big chunk of society also makes us fear anger. You know, in religious spaces, they view anger as demonic. Literally the devil, a demon. And in certain spiritual spaces, it's really no different. You know, usually mainstream, overly positive spaces. And they try to say, you know, like that it's it's low vibrational. It's, it's not good vibes. <laughs> And so it's important to navigate anger 
with yourself delicately in a caring way that allows you to actually feel it and resist inducing shame and other invalidating tactics with this anger. Because that only makes us angrier. And it'll make us ruminate and go in this circle because you cannot think your way out of feelings. That's the mind trying to take over and control the situation where you feel like you cannot control it, where it feels uncontrollable. You will only ruminate in a circle because you're not allowing that energy to go down into your body. (laughs) And so we're not feeling angry. We're just being it. We're not feeling it consciously, not in a way that is actively looking for solutions, but just having an awareness with it, you know, sort of like being in the eye of the storm where everything is still and we're able to just sit still with all that's going on within and truly connect to it, look at it, you know? And so when connecting with your anger, ultimately, clear up your mind about what you think you know because quite frankly what we think we know is always some bullshit (laughs) because society child society number one like society is just like a cookie cutter manual like it'll never it's like a overly general pick a card reading on youtube (laughs) like it's like a overly general messages for the signs (laughs) And it always has an agenda, child. So don't judge your situation based on societal standards, based on what you currently know, quote unquote, if, because what you know has not been able to, well, if what you know hasn't been able to expand further than what you've grown up with yet, basically. So ultimately, You can meet yourself exactly in the exact spot of where you're at and not dissociate and distract from what you're feeling by focusing on where you could be. You know, the coulda, woulda, shouldas. Where you should be, where it's correct to be, where it's polite to be. Mm -hmm. Where it's respectable to be. Meeting yourself exactly where you're at will center you within your own unique personal experience within this present moment. So you can actually get the anger to the surface and process it consciously and mindfully, you know? And so you can have fun with this next tip, which is listening to the appropriate music, Listen, you know yourself best. You know, you know what kind of mad you are. You know, like in general, but also in the situation, you know the types of mad that you get. So if you're an angry crier, process your emotion, your anger, excuse me, the emotion that is anger, (laughs) 
with some sad music and sing angrily along to it. (laughs) If you're more of a zone out angry, you know, you just sit in a room and just like stare at the wall. You can put on some chaotic music and just stare at the wall for a bit. Let the music embody what you feel so that it can, like you can feel the energy within you and you can like use it as a lubricant to come to the surface easier you know the lyrics just might give you the exact words you've been looking for and if you're like me you know and you like to act out the music and have a whole music video <laughs> in your head where you're screaming at the person like in a parking lot or something put on the music and be as dramatic as you want as dramatic as you want say if like someone on a dating app y'all wasn't even talking for like you were only talking for like a, a couple days but like they rejected you and that made you angry You can put on the saddest song, (laughs) like songs about like 10 year relationships that have failed (laughs) and act that out, act it out. I'm so sorry for the people who have headphones on. (laughs) I'm like so loud, but act it out, you know, get into it. No one is there to judge you. Just do it. Just do it. Personally. Rock music really allows me to do just that. Specifically Paramore, but also um, System of a Down, you know, and just like whenever I can like hear some heavy drums and a heavy guitar, whoa, child, it's amazing. (laughs) But also... Being able to move my body, you know, and being all erratic, move it to the drums, to that guitar. It allows me to move the energy through my body, you know, which can ultimately just move the energy where it needs to go and then away from the distracting places. It can allow you to bring the energy also to the forefront to process it. Because ultimately we're connecting to our anger and we're not just jumping into solutions mode and processing mode. Remember that. So consider all of that and consider changing it up. You know, if if you're if you're different, if you connect differently, and if what I say um further along in this episode you do consider dancing to music to be your thing you know change it up it might just surprise you what you um you know you find something that you like but yeah ultimately you you know you are a master of yourself and you know what works for you and you'll know intuitively what which situation needs which you know technique so Moving along, journaling. Listen, I know in like every episode I talk about journaling. It's something you need to do. Don't resist it. And let me tell you, 
angry journaling. That's when I found myself the most, I have to say. That's when I've connected with my inner child. That's when I've connected to our anger. You know, it's a favorite of mine. And one of the, like, one of the reasons I need to act out the music and dance and just get as crazy as I need to be so I can get it all to the surface and out so I can move my energy. Because if I just try to sit and just write angrily, my handwriting will not be legible, number one. <laughs> but also, like, I'll be moving. Like, my leg will be bouncing. My heart be going to be racing. And I'll have to eventually get up and walk while I write because I just need to move, you know? And it moves, the energy is moving too fast to, to steadily write. But also... Well, so that's why I may opt to angry dance first (laughs) and, you know, do an angry music video or two. And you may need to do that as well. So maybe do that before you journal. But when you get to journaling, know that the act of journaling is a way to transmute your energy and, and send it up and then out. And that's why creativity is so important to all of us because it allows us to transmute our energy and put it somewhere. Of course, after we're done, you know, or I'll get into later that like creativity, it's part of the processing part after feeling, but it's also part of feeling. And so that's why when you write or sing or dance, when you're feeling sad or angry, You feel better afterwards because you are able to move the energy and putting it to put it into something. And so when I'm able to get the energy to move around first and I tire myself out a bit and then, you know, get more still, I let them have it. I let them have it. I I curse out with no remorse, no judgment on my end and no regrets. Well, honestly, some regret because what I be saying be mad mean. (laughs) But that's why I love this session because you're able to get everything out. You know, the dramatic anger, the irrationality of the anger, quote unquote, irrationality. You know, I let myself go there to those places where we know we shouldn't, you know, let that jealousy out, let the, let the socially unacceptable insults out, make fun of their insecurities. Yup. (laughs) Yup. Even if I don't really mean it. And I know I don't really mean everything. I know I just want to hurt them. And that's why I say those things. That's that's fine. Get it out in your journal. No. And if you feel bad, write right after. I'm just saying this so that I know I can hurt them. I don't actually think these things, you know? Because that's the thing. A lot of us, when dealing with our anger in general, will feel guilt. You know, guilt for the emotion of anger in general 
because of those societal reasons I mentioned earlier. And ultimately, anger is not polite. You know, it's not a sign of a good person. And we all want to seem like a polite, good person to each other. But also guilt for being mad at the things that we are and feeling the way we do. We are taught to inherently feel guilty because of anger, because of the its presence in general, you know? And so our own personal anger makes us feel guilty that it's even part of us, which can bring in shame and judgment, which is valid, you know? And that can change over time. But that's the thing about the process of feel sessions. They're not for mindfully processing. That can come later. You're not supposed to make sense of the emotion first. That's a survival tactic bred out of fear. You know? Because of feeling alone at sea. With these big emotions. That your parents did not allow you to process. But also didn't help you to process. Like they were supposed to. You know, and think we were encountering a lot of these emotions for the first time. Yep. So that's why we have to get in our body and get in our emotions first and feel first. Because we as humans naturally feel first and think later. That's our process. And it's proven by how when we're born we don't even have verbal communication yet we just cry we sense we are hungry and we cry that's all feeling we communicate through expressing our feelings think about that we cry And so you got to let yourself be mad, fully mad, because that's the natural human way. Let yourself go there where you're not, where you know you're not supposed to go. Just get into it. Jump in the water. It may be cold, but it'll get lukewarm. (laughs) It don't matter. You know, go where you can't even tell your friends you went. Ooh. You know it's bad. Well, you can't even tell your friends, maybe just your best friend, but maybe not even tell her the full story because you just went too deep. Do it. What's what's the worst that can happen? You know you don't actually mean it. You just want to hurt the person. So do it. You know, you can feel the guilt and repent later. <laughs> Yes, I am that friend that will teach you and tell you ways to do things that are not socially acceptable because we got to think about social acceptance and how that causes us to, to distance ourselves from what's authentically in us, including our emotions. We got to not care when it comes to our personal healing journeys about social acceptance and whether people will accept us or not and accept the way we do things or not because that's how we're conditioned to first think about that before 
we're able to get the help that we need before we're able to help ourselves and think even think about helping ourselves. How will other people judge us? So that's what angry journaling is allowing you to do. Cancel out all the noise and really go there with yourself and allow yourself to show you just how mad you are. Hmm. Yeah, this episode is going to be a long one, but I doubt you don't really care, right? Because I'm on a roll and you right with me. So let's, you know, let's stay on this roll. So yeah, you can repent later. You can process it all later. Just feel the big emotion. Because think about it. We may need to go there to be able to feel the emotion and make up for lost time. Make up for our lack of development. Because, oh my gosh, think about it. This just came to mind. Children have tantrums. That's how they deal with big emotions. And so this process of angry angry journaling and really going there, you know, really going there. And y'all know the there that I'm talking about. Being real offensive, being real angry and mad. That is what we need to do. That's the dramatics that we may need to do that is the equivalent to a tantrum that's maybe why a lot of us need to dance it out wow i i love when things connect like that you know especially in the moment but yeah consider these ways <laughs> number one as just a way to get it out but if you get re- if you feel like getting real dramatic with it Think of it like a tantrum. You need to get out these big feelings and know that it is definitely necessary. It truly is. So dance as erratic as you want. Be as dramatic as you want. Write a hole into the book. (laughs) Know that you may, not even may, you will need a few sessions of this to fully process your anger on a situation. You know? Chew on the situation. Chew on that wave. Rather than expecting yourself to just swallow it all in one gulp. Next up is using voice memos. For me personally, my energy is high enough, but I still want to write or still want to use words. You know, I'll interchangeably journal and use voice notes And then apologize to my later self if she ever tries to read or listen to it over again (laughs) because it's a mess. (laughs) And it's so funny. I'll try to organize it by putting listen to new recording 46 before reading in my journal. (laughs) Ah, But ultimately, like I said about writing, talking your feelings out, using words, you know, for them, verbalizing them. But verbalizing in a way of like putting them into words is very helpful to move energy as well. You know, you got to get it off your chest. And speaking it is the perfect way to do it, you know, to unearth it, to move it, to release it. Because think about it. (sighs) Yeah, we got to get into this. (laughs) This is not on my script. That's why I sighed. But Think about it. It's significant to speak things 
you know, because there's a lot of energy in the throat. The throat is like a catalyst to moving the energy within your body and putting it out, you know, transmuting it. That's why speaking and singing is so therapeutic. You know, that's why there's talk therapy. That's why singing is a form of creativity because you're transmuting the energy and using the throat as a catalyst to move it. But also we have a throat chakra, you know, and then the throat is in the middle of our, you know, body chakras, more of our body. You know, we have two more upper chakras, but they mainly have to do with like receiving, you know, channeling messages and receiving them, you know? And so your lower chakras, they have more to do with you and your body. And so what's right below your throat chakra is that heart, you know? What's right below that is the solar plexus, which holds your power. And if you heard it in my last episode, holds your anger, you know, holds our courage and our strength. Right below that holds our expression. So also our emotions and anger included. And then right after that holds our root, you know, which helps us feel connected to ourselves, to our bodies, to the world. And so when those, when you're feeling emotions, all of those chakras light up and you can utilize the throat chakra to move that energy and help you move it. So now that I've gotten you out the trance, (laughs) this is really interesting. I love talking about energy like this, but Getting it off your chest and speaking it is the best way to transmute that energy. Now, do I suggest just impulsively going to give that specific person that made you mad a piece of your mind before you've even been able to process your emotions? No, absolutely not. Don't don't put my name out there like that. Don't tell nobody I told you that. Don't put my name on a line like that because I did not say that. Nope. What I'm saying is talk to yourself, you know, just talk out loud. It utilizes the impulsivity of the moment to bring your anger out without having to really think or dwell on it. You know, you just rapid fire it on the flip side. It allows you to review your thoughts and see what's really there. Even if you do decide in the moment to filter it out because you're scared. You know, but still try utilizing speech as a way to connect to your anger and speak your feelings out rather than just holding them inside. You know, because you're holding energy in and it's just going to allow that energy to go down into the paths it's already used to out of familiarity. Channeling it out helps to disrupt that process. And yeah, you can talk your feelings out to a friend, you know, but I would suggest doing that later because if you try to do it, on that first go, 
it might turn into a solution session, you know, instead of just a mad session. Because a lot of us, we don't know how to really just hold space for other people's emotions because we're so uncomfortable with emotions, you know? And so we just jump in and try to find a solution for someone. But also, we don't want to see someone we care about in pain, you know? So we may just jump in. It's not to say that you can't get support or that support in your emotions is not important because it is, especially since we've been made to feel alone in our emotions and we've always should have been having support in our emotions. I'm just saying and putting it out there. Another way to utilize the, another way to get out our emotions is to utilize creativity like I mentioned before you may not know why you're angry you know you may just feel it and just need to let it out and need to sort through it and so drawing it writing it whether it's your actual feeling or you write a story about it and the main character you write your feelings as theirs that can be a good technique Or you write a song about it. You know, on one hand, you never know what it could actually turn into. But on the other, don't just, you know, sit down and create with the intent of, okay, I need this to turn into a masterpiece. Because when Beyonce got cheated on and she was feeling all those emotions, she wrote Lemonade and Lemonade is so wonderful and beautiful. You know, like... (laughs) Don't don't put that pressure on yourself. Just allow your mind and your hands to just go and create a physical manifestation of what you're feeling. Because looking at it outside of you may help you process it and understand it better later. But it also may allow you to get all of it out better than just talking because you know you may get tired (laughs) better than just writing it out because you know your mind has to work with you but letting your mind go and then your hands just go or you know practice um automatic writing and like don't even think about it just write it all out and it'll just help in the process of just feeling it more consciously you know before you get to the processing part and lastly a good way to reconnect to your anger may just be to be alone you know before you decide what to do before you decide to dance crazy throw yourself all up on the floor throw yourself on your bed you know before you decide anything you may just need to be alone You may just need to retreat into yourself and not allow other people to influence you on how to feel, what you should feel, what you could be feeling if you just looked at it like this, (laughs) you know, and impose their judgments, not in a sense of like bad judgment, but I guess just their commentary, you know, their influence. And 
just the influence you may feel within yourself of having another person there with you in this state that you're not all the way comfortable being in while you're even by yourself. So you may try to fix it up, knead it up, make it neat, you know, make it acceptable, make it respectable, make it polite, make it more quiet, you know, but there's just some things you just got to go through on your own. You got to let those emotions come out raw and you may not be ready to do that in the presence of another person. So you may just need to be alone. You know, the people around you may want to help you. And like I said, they may just want to help you so bad because they just don't like seeing you in pain. They, want, they may want to help, but the only way they know how is to try and solve it for you. You know? So like I said, it's normal to want support in your feelings and to feel supported. But it's beneficial to have alone time with yourself and your own feelings. And no, you shouldn't have been completely alone during your emotional experience as a child. But that's not to say that you're making yourself be completely alone now. You're just taking some time. Allow yourself to just take some time, child. There needs to be that balance of alone and support so that we can be emotionally stable and not codependent and ultimately emotionally autonomous and able to have support when we need it and be alone and sort through it when we also need that. So, am I saying to distance yourself whenever you're angry? Absolutely not. But even so, maybe that may work for you for a while. You know, let's get out of the shoulds in terms of like judgment. If you're alone, you decide to be alone, and then you're like, you know what? I shouldn't be alone right now. And you really feel you could use some support, even if that support is a person just being with you. As you sort out your feelings by yourself, go get it. You know, I'm always going to redirect it back to you and what you feel. Because what we feel should not be downplayed the way it is. You know, we should be incorporating our feelings into our life and our decisions because that's our body intelligence letting us know the tea. That's intuition. Ultimately, you know, being alone may be just be the catalyst that you need in order to get to your anger unfiltered. So that's the whole episode. Woo child. Um, it was a long one. I hope you stay for the whole thing. Now, honestly, I hope you paused and came back, you know, if you got overwhelmed because I know I was throwing a lot of energy out there. I was feeling a lot of energy. This was a good outlet that I needed because now I'm tired. <laughs> but I hope I was able to really help you and 
just allow you to personalize, you know, this, this phenomenon to yourself, this healing journey to yourself, personalize at least another aspect of it to you, you know, get closer to your intuition, get closer to your emotions, get closer to your authentic, authentic self and get closer to acceptance of your true self and that inner child. And how do we do that? Through our anger. I appreciate y'all for listening very much. If this resonated with you, please feel free to DM me. I will be posting, you know, like promo on TikTok. So if you're feeling, you know, jiggy, (laughs) look me up on TikTok at Nicole Heels. Leave a comment and be like, yo, I listened to this. It's popping. It resonated with um, with me in this way. Um, and allow other people to find it too by commenting, by liking, but also by sharing. Thank y'all. Like I said, again, so much for listening. Y'all will hear me in the next one. Bye and stay angry for as long as you need. <laughs>